serio Que de kilos ya estoy pasadito No madraza ni azúcar ni harina Ni más golosinas que me hacen gordito No madraza ni azúcar ni harina Ni más golosinas que me hacen gordito Con mi colesterol en 300 Y el antojo casi me domina Y pa' colmo mi fiel chaparrita Con amor me grita desde Hola, hola, buenas a todos y bienvenidos a otro episodio de Medical Spanish. Ya sabes, somos los vatos médicos. Yo soy Esteban y por fin tenemos de nuevo a mi amigo, mi compadre, mi socio, Adrián. ¿Qué pasa, cabrón? Bueno, bueno, ha pasado mucho tiempo, güey. He estado muy ocupado con las aplicaciones de residencia y las entrevistas y ya sabes todo el proceso. Sí, sí, me acuerdo este proceso. Es, es una locura, de verdad. Tanto estrés y ansiedad y, bueno, decisiones difíciles. Sí, sí, se siente como si todo tu futuro depende en nomás una uh, entrevista de 20 minutos. Sí, sí, es un cabrón. Pero bueno, aquí estamos y, bueno, tenemos trabajo que hacer, ¿no? Ya, yeah, ya. Yeah. Entonces, ¿de qué vamos a platicar hoy? Bueno, aquí vamos a hablar de, de tres asesinos más buscados en el mundo. <risa> Los asesinos que se llaman hipertensión, el diabetes y el colesterol. Sí, sí, estos malditos asesinos silenciosos, o the, the silent killers as they're called. Um, I mean, they carry out their murders by just insidiously infiltrating our bodies for years and years until... One day, that little atherosclerotic plaque that's been building up in the coronaries for years decides to just rupture while you're out shoveling snow or going on a morning run, um, and boom, you have a heart attack. Así es, y es importante que hablamos de este tema porque la peor parte es que estos asesinos son pinches racistas. Sí, es, es el racismo. Pero no de una manera abierta, sino escondida. Hay diferencias significativas en las tasas de estas enfermedades en unas publicaciones. Poblas. Fuck. Yeah. That's why you gotta read these beforehand, bro. I thought I did. I for sure just skimmed this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Así es, y es importante que hablemos de este tema porque la peor parte es que estos asesinos son pinches racistas, pero no de una manera abierta, sino escondida. Hay diferencias significativas en las tasas de estas enfermedades en unas poblaciones minoritarias. Sí, sí, esas discrepancias se vuelven aún más pronunciadas cuando ciertas poblaciones como los latinos o los afroamericanos tienen menos contactos con el sistema de salud, donde esas enfermedades pueden detectarse mucho más temprano y tratarse antes de, de causar ataques cardíacos o infartos cerebrales. Bueno, y por eso aquí estamos. Somos la resistencia, ¿qué no? La resistencia, exacto. So, yeah, let's let's get into the dialogue. It's it's been a while. Adrian's been off doing his his residency applications. Uh, he's all done with residencies now. He's just sitting around anxiously waiting for uh, to hear back to see if anyone wants him, dude. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, someone wants me. <laughs> you know, it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. Um, <laughs> but we're we're happy to be back. It's it's been a while. We're not going to make any any more empty promises about episodes. We're just going to bust them out as we can. And um, 
Yep. We're going to go through some of the low hanging fruit here. So in this, this episode, we're going to talk about just conversations that revolve around discussing the diagnoses of hypertension, diabetes, and hyperlipidemia with, with a patient. Um, and then the dialogue will be about, you know, initiating and following up on the treatment. So since these topics, especially diabetes and hypertension are just huge topics that have, could have their own episodes or their own seasons, um, we'll start with just like an outline for how to approach them. And then in subsequent episodes, we'll have kind of entire, entire dialogues to, to practice um, these conversations. Yeah, cool. So uh, let's outline a system for how we like to approach these conversations. So Esteban, imagine you're in a clinic with a patient. It's your second visit because we know hypertension has to be diagnosed after at least two visits. Cierto. <laughs> and so now you have two blood pressure readings, a BPs in the 160s over 90s, labs show an A1C of 10 and an LDL of 200. Okay, bueno, señor de León, um, bueno, gracias por volver para otra visita. Yo, yo tengo unas cosas que quiero discutir contigo, pero primero tú me digas cómo se siente y, y qué es lo que quiere lograr en esta visita. Bueno, pues todo conmigo está bien. Uh, ando trabajando mucho, ya sabes la chamba, pero... Sigo teniendo este dolor de cabeza y a veces me ocurre cuando estoy trabajando o, o en la noche cuando intento dormir. Uh, no sé qué está pasando, pero mi esposa está preocupada por mí, como siempre. Pero esta vez me temo que ella tiene razón. Es que me siento cansado todo el tiempo y sigo quedándome dormido en la sopa después de la cena. Uh -huh. Entiendo, entiendo. Gracias por decirme. De hecho, creo que sus síntomas pueden estar relacionados con las cosas que yo quiero discutir con usted también. Ah, sí. Pues, ¿cómo? Bueno, estoy viendo los resultados de sus pruebas de sangre y sus signos vitales. Y parece que usted tiene la hipertensión y la diabetes. ¿Cómo qué? ¿Cómo es posible? Yo no soy gordo y trabajo duro todos los días y... Solo como poquito. Sí, sí, tienes razón. Usted es una persona muy activa y sana, pero esas enfermedades son más complicadas que, que no estar act activo y no comer demasiado. Ay, por Dios, qué mala noticia. Por eso no me gusta ir al doctor. <risa> sí, me imagino que esto es impactante para usted y... Parece como mala noticia, sí, pero lo bueno es que estas enfermedades son muy comunes y muy tratables. Y yo estoy seguro de que trabajando juntos podemos controlar la presión y la glucosa también para que pueda mantenerse saludable y también sentirse mucho mejor. Bueno, solo dime lo que puedo hacer. Claro, claro. Primero, es importante que usted sepa que esto será un proceso. No hay un tratamiento que podemos hacer una vez y ya está. Okay, vamos a empezar con unos medicamentos y pequeños cambios en la, la dieta. Y luego tendremos una visita de seguimiento en unas semanas para ver cómo van las cosas. Ok, está bien. Pero no me gusta tomar medicinas. Uh, ¿Podríamos empezar solo con los cambios de dieta primero o...? Pues yo sé que consumo demasiado azúcar en las sodas y 
si, si me los quito de la dieta, tal vez no es necesario tomar medicina, que no? Sí, eso es una buena pregunta. Uh, tampoco me gusta usar medicamentos a menos que sea absolutamente necesario. Pero en mi experiencia es mucho mejor empezar con los dos, las medicinas y los cambios de dieta al mismo tiempo. Porque lleva algún tiempo antes de los cambios eh, en la dieta pueden lograr los efectos deseados sobre la presión y metabolismo. Y después de, de que controlemos la presión y la azúcar, entonces podemos intentar bajar o quitar los medicamentos. Oh, ok, ok. Eso tiene sentido. ¿Cuáles son los medicamentos, pues? ¿Y tienen efectos secundarios? O otra buena pregunta. Uh, todas las medicinas pueden tener efectos secundarios. Y en este caso, los efectos no son nada graves, pero es importante que si lo sientes, hay que decirme para que podemos intentar otra medicina o otros cambios. Ok, eso está bien, pero ¿estas medicinas son caras? Es que ahora no tengo seguro médico. Entiendo, entiendo. Y de hecho, estos medicamentos son bastante baratos, especialmente si usamos la farmacia en Walmart. Bueno, de hecho, hay un Walmart muy cerca de mi casa. Perfecto. Hoy vamos a empezar dos medicinas. Una se llama Lisinopril que es para la presión, y la otra es para la diabetes, y se llama metformina. Voy a enviar la receta o la prescripción en línea, y usted puede recogerlos hoy mismo. Está bueno, pues. Uh, ¿Y qué pasa sobre los cambios de la dieta? ¿Qué voy a decirle a mi esposa? Porque ella cocina para mí y toda mi familia. Sí, uh, bueno, empecemos por dejar de beber la soda. Y en la próxima visita, si pudiera traer una lista de, de la comida que come en una día típico, eso sería muy útil. Y mejor aún, si pudiera traer a su esposa, podemos discutir pequeños cambios y alternativas que pueden mantenerse a usted y toda la familia saludables. Muy bien, pero con cuidado porque mi mujer es la mejor cocinera que conozco. Y puede ser que no le gusta que un gringo le diga cómo preparar su comida. Seguro, seguro. <risa> y yo te prometo que nunca pensaría hacer algo así. Solo estoy aquí para entender más sobre ustedes y platicar sobre la comida más ayudable para la, la hipertensión y la diabetes. Está bien. Muchas gracias, doctor. Hasta la próxima. Un placer. Hasta luego. Okay, so that was, that was a brief um, pretend dialogue where Adrian is, uh, you know, just your typical guy who is shocked that he has hypertension and diabetes. Um, and, you know, we can, we'll go through it line by line and just kind of talk about the, the salient points. But um, that's kind of just like the template that we would use, you know, just like the greetings to the, instead of me coming at you and saying, this is what I want to discuss, I just say, you know, I have a few things that I would like to discuss. Um, but first, tell me how you're doing. Tell me what, how you're feeling. And then, you know, you describe some of your symptoms um, that, you know, it doesn't always work that well. But sometimes the things that are bothering them, like having headaches and being tired all the time, you can, you can kind of harness those symptoms to get everyone on the same page and um, kind of promote, get some buy-in so that Adrian will take his medicines, which we know he doesn't like to go to doctors and he doesn't like to take medicines. So we're already fighting an uphill battle here. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, a little bit of fear tactics work too, you know. 
Always. Um, talking to your patients who may have like a family history of MI or stroke, let them know that they've got higher risk because of that. And they can, they can potentially see what the damage is or have seen already and talk to your patients, you know, maybe about wanting to be, be around for their kids and their grandkids or graduations, just kind of helping your patient realize there are things that, that could be missed if, if this stuff goes untreated. Yeah. And it's, it's fear tactics, but in, in a good way, we're using it for good. You know, that's why they're the silent killers, right? It's like yeah. blood pressure and diabetes. Like no one likes to take medicines. It can be a hassle to get on them and to change the diet. But if someone had a family member who had a stroke or a heart attack, like those are life-changing things. And for sure, everyone yeah. wants to be around for their grandkids and go to their graduation. So like if, if you do it in the right way, I think, um, and you have some rapport and you don't come at it in like a paternalistic way. I think, I think that can be a helpful way to sort of align either their symptoms or their, their fears and things that they've seen with um, wanting to get control of their health. Totally. And I feel like it's like a, it's a nice way to just also build your relationship with your patient, right? Like this is someone you'll be, you know, theoretically taking care of for a long time if you're a primary care physician or, or whatever. You'll and get the continuity in the ED. Yeah. Dude. You can start some, you can start some meds in the ED. They come in with <laughs> hypertensive emergency or some chest pain, dude. You get those, you get those touches. Um, no, what about true. like other barriers? Like I feel like getting them to buy in, um, and you know, getting them to come in and get the diagnosis is the first step. What about other, other social determinants of health or other, other barriers? I think for a lot of people, cost is the big thing. Um, nobody wants to spend a third of their income on medications. And I think that here in the United States, meds are expensive and everyone knows that our medications here are more expensive than other places. And so I think cost is a big one. How do we go about helping our patients with that? Dude, this is maybe the pearl of, of our whole podcast. And like, I didn't know about this until I got to residency because they don't really teach you in med school. They just teach you about the path of pathophys and you know what the treatments are, but we don't get it much training at all on how to how what happens after that or what happens when you start them on a medicine. And I think even like the fear of having expensive medicines and having side effects is almost more than the reality of it. And so my favorite thing is this Walmart four dollar club. Have you heard it? I know we briefly talked about it. It is like it is it was like life changing because it totally removes like almost any concern for costs um oh, and awesome. with and without insurance dude the walmart four dollar club will will link it it's basically four dollars for 30 days or or ten dollars for 90 days of basically any medicine that you could possibly imagine like statins metformins all of the diabetes meds nitrates blood pressure meds blood thinners diuretics antiarrhythmics thyroid meds psych meds birth control ppis all of like the most common medicines you use Walmart has them at this $4 club with or without insurance. It's $4. All you have to do is write them a prescription and they can go and pick it up. And so like that, even just knowing about that, telling them about that, I think eliminates one, the fear of these medicines being so expensive that they are not going to be able to, you know, put food on their table or get gas. And then two, just everywhere has a Walmart, dude. Every We're both from small, small town, Eastern Washington, dude. Like every, every place has a Walmart. For sure. Yeah. yeah even Yakima, dude. Even the tri cities. No, I'm just kidding. But but seriously, everywhere has them. So we'll we can dive more into this on like the the insulin part because insulin is more expensive and that's like 
chronic issue that we see in the news and how expensive it is. It's ridiculous. But I think if anything, just Google the Walmart $4 club, it will blow your mind. This is the kind of shit that big pharma doesn't want you to know about. Um, and, uh, <laughs> this is the Vato method for, for reducing cost. So yes. that and education too. Like, I think there was a part in there where he was like, dude, my wife is not going to like some gringo telling you what to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, just getting on board with them and building rapport and, and centering it around their health rather than, you know, for sure. No journalistic relationship. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, Love that. All right. That's the first, that's, that's just the basic dialogue structure for how to, how to go through kind of diagnosis and starting someone on meds. The next episode we'll go through maybe just common side effects. Um, I bet you that we will record that right now and we'll drop it in another episode. We'll drop back to back episodes. So, uh, so stay tuned. <laughs> Tell us if you like it. We're not going to go through line by line. That just takes too long. Yeah. We're going to try to post the videos with subtitles. Um, and we are working on the website, so that will be up. That will also be another way that you guys can see the dialogues. Yep. All right. Hasta luego. Nos vemos. Enjoy, enjoy our song that we, we selected for this specific topic. <laughs> Adrian used to listen to it as a kid. It's Dude, a banger. This was the banger when I was a little kid. <laughs> that's the perfect that's actually the perfect outro dude that's yes perfect. that's perfect <laughs> No madrasa ni azúcar ni harina ni más golosinas que me hacen gordito Con mi colesterol en 300 y el antojo casi me domina Y pa' colmo mi fiel chaparrita con amor me grita desde la cocina Y pa' colmo mi fiel chaparrita con amor me grita desde la cocina ¿Quieres que te guise un chicharrón, un pedazo de jamón o prefieres pollo frito mi amorcito? Muy sabroso el chicharrón, tu pollito y tu jamón, pero ahorita nada de eso, cariñito. ¿Qué es lo que te pasa, corazón? Siempre he sido comelón, yo te me pones tus moños, mi gordito. No, muchas gracias, pero no, que el doctor ya me ordenó que me faja el cinturón. Es que me sube el colesterol, mi amorcito. Me sube el colesterol. Es que me sube el colesterol, mamacita. Me sube el colesterol. Es que me sube el colesterol. Mi chaparrita Me sube el colesterol Es que me sube el colesterol Mi puchonguita